Hallo en welkom to day one of the CSF coverage of EULA 2020. My name is Hans Belsma. I'm a professor of rheumatology in Utrecht, the Netherlands. I'm delighted to review some of the key abstracts presented on the first day of our first EULA e-congress. Of the over 4,500 abstracts submitted this year, we have highlighted 151 abstracts that relate to cytokine signaling and these are in our highlights brochure. Day one has some very interesting sessions, including cardiovascular risk and management, type 1 interference, and some fascinating presentations on the potential for artificial intelligence and machine learning. Considering cytokine signaling agents in clinical practice, Kosuke Ibina presented some interesting data on drug retention on biological DMARDs and tofacitinib. However, I would like to focus today on one of our selections as a key presentation, and it's one of the last to be accepted. It will be the first of the late breakers from the opening plenary abstract session. The abstract from Professor Ryan McInnes and colleagues is entitled Efficacy and Safety of Upadacitinib versus placebo and adalimumab in patients with active psoriatic arthritis and inadequate response to non-biological disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, so-called SELECT PSA-1 study, a double-blind randomized controlled phase 3 trial. This is the first of many abstracts on JAK inhibitors in psoriatic arthritis that will be presented during the Congress. Here you see the slide indicating reference for this presentation. The background of the study and some study objectives. As you know, upadicitinib is currently under evaluation for the treatment of psoriatic arthritis. And this study aimed to assess the efficacy and safety of upadicitinib versus placebo and adalimumab in psoriatic arthritis patients. This prior inadequate response or intolerance to one or more non-biological DMARDs. Patients were randomized one to one to one to one to upadacitinib 15 mg or 30 mg QD, adalimumab 40 mg every other week, or placebo. Primary endpoint was the proportion achieving ACR20 versus placebo at week 12. And there were multiple, multiple controlled secondary endpoints, such as week 12, the health assessment questionnaire on disability, FACID-F for fatigue, and the SF36. At week 26, state investigator global assessment of psoriasis, zero or one, was on Pasi 75 change in self-assessment of psoriatic symptoms in the week 24, the MTSS proportion achieving MDA, the solution of enthesitis and dactylitis. So that's quite a lot of important endpoints. So what are the results? At week 12, we have the ACR20 rates 
which were 76 percent, 70.6 percent with upadacitinib, 50 milligram, and even 78.5 percent with 30 milligram, versus only 36.2 for placebo, and 65 percent with adalimumab. So that means that the non-inferiority was significantly, as well as the superiority for upadacitinib versus adalimumab. There was a greater proportion that achieved the ACR 50 and 70 as upadacitinib, 15 as well as 30 milligram versus placebo, and 30 milligram versus adalimumab. Also, improvements were observed with upadacitinib versus placebo for all multiplicity controlled secondary endpoints and versus adalimumab for the disease index, disability index. Week 24 changes in MTSS 0.25 for placebo versus minus 0.04 for UPA 50 milligrams and 0.03 for 30 milligrams, as well as 0.01 for adalimumab. That means significantly for upadacitinib versus placebo. Treatment emerging and serious adverse events including serious infections, were similar in the placebo, the low dosage upadacitinib and adalimumab arms, but higher with the upadacitinib 30 milligram. In conclusion, in this non-biological DMARD, non-responding psoriatic arthritis population, upadacitinib demonstrated improvement in musculoskeletal symptoms, psoriasis, physical function, pain, and fatigue, and inhibited radiographic progression. And some of these improvements were already observed by week two. At week 12, 15 and 30 milligram were non-inferior to adalimumab for ACF20, with superiority demonstrated for UPA 30 milligrams. Greater percentages of upadacitinib versus placebo patients achieved more stringent measures of disease control such as MDA, ACF15 and 17, and SIGA 0.1. There were no new safety signals identified compared to this profile observed in rheumatoid arthritis. Beyond the oral presentations and posters, there are also a number of abstracts accepted for publication, and these contain a number of useful case studies and real-world experiences that will be useful for colleagues to review. So thank you for tuning into the CSF daily highlights. We hope for you it has been informative. Look out for tomorrow's edition, which will be available on the CSF site YouTube and wherever you get your podcast from. The CSF is providing extensive coverage of EULA 2020. You can find our full abstract search and recommendations in our highlights brochure online right now, but also look out for interviews with authors of notable papers available next week, as well as our overall conference review, where we go into more detail on some of the most notable abstracts presented. Thank you very much for your attention.